0: Tonight, explosions continue to rock Gaza. The pause in fighting is now delayed 24 hours ahead of the expected release of women and children being held hostage by Hamas terrorists. And even after this hostage release, the fate of the vast majority of those still being held captive remains very much in question. The White House saying today that President Biden has been, quote, personally engaged in negotiations. Alex Marquardt is out front in Washington for us. Alex, what are you learning about the status of negotiations for the rest of the hostages held by Hamas?
1: Well, Kate, we've heard repeatedly uh, from U.S. officials that they say they will not rest uh, until the rest of the American hostages uh, come out, aside from these women and children, that the U.S. will stay very much engaged for all of these hostages. Uh, But those conversations really have not begun in earnest yet. The, The main focus really has been on getting these women and children out, making sure that this mechanism works. It is believed that the easiest negotiations with Hamas were to get these women and children out. And that's assuming, of course, that, that this all goes according to plan, that these 50 or more actually come out in the coming days. Uh, I was speaking with a, an official who is uh, involved in these conversations, briefed on the, on the negotiations who told me uh, that this first swap of, of 50 people is the most crucial to make sure that this mechanism is working, as was agreed. So assuming this goes smoothly, you then have, as you say, the vast majority of the hostages who remain. And they really do fall into three distinct uh, buckets. You have men, who are both elderly and non-Israeli nationals. Then you have Israeli soldiers, both men and women. And then you have bodies, people who were killed either on October 7th uh, or since then. U.S. and Israeli officials agree that the most difficult negotiations are going to be around the Israeli soldiers, both the men and the women. No one in Israel certainly has forgotten the exchange uh, of Gilad Shalit back in uh, 2011. He was held for years by Hamas. And when he was exchanged, um, Hamas was able to get more than 1,000 prisoners uh, out of Israeli prisons. So it is possible that the conversations about the rest of the hostages begin soon, uh, but it could be quite some time before the rest of those hostages come home, Kate.
0: Yeah, I've heard weeks, months, how it's described to me by a couple people just today. It's good to see Alex. Thank you so much. Out front with me now, Jonathan Dekel-Chen. His son, Sagi, is, is among those kidnapped by Hamas now nearly seven weeks ago, still captive in Gaza. Jonathan, thank you for coming on tonight. Given what we know about this agreement, it does seem unlikely that Sagi will be among those released in this in, in this in this moment, what that what then does this moment feel like for you?
2: Well, I think it's it's two poles. Uh, the first pole is uh, assuming that that Hamas can deliver on its promise here that these fifty uh, women and children will be released. I'm I'm overjoyed for them. Uh, keep in mind that from my kibbutz alone, from my one community alone. There are still 75 hostages being held by Hamas since October 7th. Of the list that's been published, uh, there are multiple, multiple children and uh, women and moms, including Leah Tatsili who you spoke with her dad a few minutes ago. These are all my neighbors, my friends, my kids' friends, my, my grandchildren's friends. So I, I couldn't be more pleased for, for those families because it's like my extended family coming home. On the other hand, um, it's very difficult to say, in terms of Sagi and the other 190 hostages, again, 190 hostages who aren't referred to at all in in this stage of the agreement. Uh, It's almost impossible to say, given uh, Hamas as a, a sort of a barbarian terrorist organization with no regard for human life. Israeli or Palestinian for that matter, what this first stage might say about the coming stages?
0: Do you allow yourself to think about that moment when you' when you will see Sige again? It seems just like an ex- I keep thinking of this, Jonathan, because it's like this suspend this moment of like a, being in a suspended nightmare, I almost envision it feels like being just seven weeks nearly seven weeks now since that horrible, horrible day. And I just wonder if, if you allow yourself to think about that moment.
2: Well, there's not a waking or even a sleeping moment that I'm not thinking about, Siggy in some measure. And I can certainly visualize and, and, and love visualizing uh, his two little girls uh, running into, leaping into his arms when he comes home and um you know hope in, in hopes that he comes home quickly but if not then meeting his third little girl who's set to be born in a couple of weeks so i absolutely have that in mind as something that i'm working for and or towards uh, together with the release of of all of the hostages
0: god his poor wife and what she's going through and about to bring their, another beautiful child into the world in the midst of this, uh, shush, shush, unbelievable. H- how is she doing? How's the rest of the family handling handling this handling this news right now of, of this
2: deal? Well, you know, we're doing the best we can. Um, it, it's, a, it's a multi-level crisis really yeah. because uh, not just Sagi's family wife and two, two young daughters, but I have another daughter who lives on the keyboards with her young family So there are four little kids between the age of two and six who were utterly traumatized by this hell on earth that befell the kibbutz on October 7th, so, you know, missing our loved ones um, those that were murdered. Uh, All of my grandkids, again, from age two to six, have close friends who are no longer alive who were murdered in their beds um, um, on October 7th. So we have to deal with that, and we also have to deal with the fact that our community as a whole, our cooperative farm, like many others uh, around the, uh, the Gaza Strip, uh, not just uh, were massacred, but rather also had all of their property stolen by hundreds, thousands of looters, actually, from Gaza, and then whatever could not be looted was burned to the ground. So there's no going home. Um, for any of these kids or or the adults. Our home as we knew it no longer exists. It's uh, a series of tragedies uh, for us Israeli civilians and, and honestly, for the Palestinian civilians as well, uh, who find themselves in this horrible situation not of their making, but by Hamas's making. We keep ourselves busy. I mean, in in thinking about what the future will bring for us, and for me personally, working um, with the press and and with governments in Israel and abroad, um, keeping laser attention focused on this humanitarian universal uh, issue and challenge of our hostages in in the hands of Hamas, and um, taking care of the little ones the best we can and trying to help them make sense of shattered lives.
0: Make sense of what is impossible to make sense of. Jonathan, thank you so much.